It's June 7th, 2016. I'm Daniel. And I'm Stephanie. And you are listening to the Faithful Friend Podcast. Today we are talking about the Faithful Friend Collection. Who are we? Why are we? And what are we doing? We are so excited that you have joined us. This is our very first podcast episode. You might hear Nathaniel in the background. That's fine. Don't mind him. And this is the beginning of an exciting journey to come. So, Stephanie. Hi. Hi. What is Faithful Friend? So, Faithful Friend is a collection of small businesses, services, and projects geared toward promoting self-sufficient living and community empowerment. We are developing these businesses and services and projects from our home here in Oakland, California. They are currently in various stages of development. We would like to share a few of them with you now and continue to update you as the Faithful Friend grows. Cool. So that's what the podcast is all about. You joining us on our journey. And today we have three elements of uh, Faithful Friend. That's right. Uh, to share with you. So we are going to start off with Faithful Friend Doula Service. Then we will discuss with you Faithful Friend Rabbitry. And we are going to end with faith, excuse me, Faithful Friend Decor. So... As many of you may know, I drive for Uber full-time, which means I have conversations with a variety of different people, and oftentimes I'll tell them that my wife is a doula, and they'll look at me and say, what is a doula? So, what's a doula? (laughs) The job of a doula is to give a birthing mother and her family the most informed and enjoyable birthing experience possible. Doulas are constantly confused with midwives. A doula is not a midwife. A midwife prefers prenatal checkups. They can prescribe prescription medication. They can do anything that isn't surgical. So so midwives do not give C-sections. A doula is different from a midwife. Um, Although doulas do have the same kind of knowledge as a midwife, they don't perform blood work, they don't prescribe medicine, they don't deliver babies, don't catch the baby. And doulas provide information about pregnancy and labor and delivery. We can even tell you about the different drugs, birthing positions, things like that. Um, during the birthing process, doulas give comfort through massage and like different like words of encouragement, speaking to your ears, looking to your eyes. Um, they also set the atmosphere in a way that is most relaxing for a mother. So candles, dark room, music, whatever you want. They also give moral support and practical support for the husband. A doula is the husband's teammate and not his replacement. So we do need daddy in the room. You know, when I think about that, I am uh, grateful for that because when we were having our oldest child, I felt quite helpless uh, (laughs) to support you. So I can see... uh, how having another woman specifically in the room um, taking care of that, uh, you know, part of the birthing experience would be uh, greatly beneficial. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to become a doula? 
I decided to become a doula because of my love for the pro-life movement and one of the main reasons a woman will get an abortion is because of their lack of support. So being a doula is a way of offering support to women who may be lacking it. It just takes away the excuse that I don't have any help. Um, also, most women are uninformed when it comes to the birthing process. As a result, they rely on strangers who may or may not have their best interest in mind to guide them through their birthing experience. Okay, so moving forward with Faithful Friend, uh, what's your vision? Ultimately, I would like to be able to see my services as a ministry to support teen moms and other women who cannot afford doula services. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> Birthing women need support, and women who do not have a pre-existing support system often cannot afford these types of services, um, much like teen moms. And so I want to make sure that they are informed and confident, like definitely confident, going into one of the most important experiences of their lives. How can people connect with you uh, regarding doula services? So you can find me on um, my Facebook page right now. It's the Faithful Friend Doula Services. Um, on there you can find my email, which is thefaithfuldoula at gmail.com, and my phone number is also on there. Great. So the second thing we're going to talk about is our Faithful Friend Rabbit Tree. Why are you whispering? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Faithful friend rabbitry. Okay. So what is a rabbitry? A rabbitry uh, is, for anyone who doesn't know, is basically a place where you raise rabbits. Our rabbitry is in our backyard. We're blessed to um, live in a place in Oakland, California, that actually has a backyard. Yeah. And uh, there's a convenient a structure out there. It's basically a three-sided brick structure that I was able to put a, um, a gate on the fourth side and put a, um, a kind of a makeshift roof on the top to provide shade and shelter and and that's where we raise our rabbits all right so why did you choose to do a rabbit tree is it because we can't have cows <laughs> <laughs> well um if we had a cow i'm sure we'd get plenty of complaints from the neighbors <laughs> um that's one benefit of rabbits. Uh, ultimately, the, the question is, you know, behind why rabbits is, you know, why would, why would you want to raise anything, you know, especially in the city when you have such easy access to uh, the supermarket or, or what have you. Um, basically, the reason behind us having a rabbit tree is so that we can be self-sustaining. Uh, we want to maximize our resources and minimize our dependency. Um, and raising rabbits is a way that we can have premium quality meat. Uh, we can, you know, we know where it's sourced. We know what they're eating, and um, it takes very little space to raise them. And they aren't a nuisance to the neighbors at all. They don't make noises. They don't smell. Right. Um, their manure is great for the garden. So there's just there's so many benefits. And even though we're just getting started, it's um, it's been very exciting and in a lot of ways rewarding already. So so yeah, that's why that's why we're doing rabbitry um, primarily. It is for meat. 
um, being raised at home. Um, what we don't eat, because, you know, rabbits have that reputation for reproducing a lot. Um, so whatever we don't eat uh, will be high-quality dog food. Um, which sometimes I feel like with the quality of the dog food that we buy that our dogs eat better than us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this will be a way to save money on, on dog food. Uh, basically, when you get down to it, uh, you're spending about 70 cents a pound with you know the cost of maintaining the rabbits um, for premium high protein lean meat and with dogs they don't eat just the meat they'll eat everything so you're looking at closer to you know 30 35 cents a pound for uh, premium dog food and so that goes into maximizing our resources and minimizing our dependency and um it's not only for food um there's the potential there to um, end up being a, uh, a, a um, what do you call it, a supplier for, uh, to others for, for pets, for meat, um, you know, how, however people would like to benefit from this project that we have going on. And that is why we decided to have a rabbitry. So can you explain to everyone the, the way that it got started, like the process on how you set our rab rabbitry up? Sure. So, um, the idea of me uh, working on our family's ability to be self-sustaining and and maximizing our resources, minimizing our dependency, um, all started when I was listening uh, religiously to another podcast called The Survival Podcast. And um, he talks a lot about being self-sustaining. It's a great podcast. And then there was a, uh, a regular um, expert counsel guest on that podcast named Nick Ferguson. And he started his own podcast and he had an episode on raising rabbits and the benefits of raising rabbits. So I thought this is something that we could do in our urban environment. And so we did it. So basically, I started keeping an eye open uh, for... Uh, free hutches on Craigslist and what's the other one called? Free cycle. Free cycle. Great, great resources. <laughs> and um, you know, putting uh, feelers out there, letting people know that I was interested. And before you know it, I started getting free resources from uh, different people. And uh, to this day, um, I haven't. I'm thinking about. It. I don't think I've spent any money on the rabbitry. I spent like five bucks on a brush to keep to clean the roof. to clean some. That's right. I spent about twenty bucks building a roof um, because the base structure was already there, and, and so I, I worked on tarping it. Um, so for yeah, so for about a twenty-five dollar investment, um, I've ended up with about seven hutches, um, two rabbits, uh, feed. Um, you know, nest liner. Um, so many things were given to me. Um, I picked up uh, some different things for free on Craigslist, things to catch the manure, you know, uh, shipping crates. So um, the, the bulk of it actually came from my grandfather, and he raised rabbits uh, ever since he was a, um, a kid. 
um, his family raised rabbits and so I grew up having rabbits at my grandfather's house and um, he had gotten to the age where it was becoming difficult for him to maintain them um, with the shoveling of the manure and so on and so forth and so um, he asked if I wouldn't mind taking the rabbits in the hutches and I had already started collecting hutches and I was already making plans he actually gave me a book on raising rabbits about a year ago and I think he was preparing me <laughs> um, and so I had read the book and educated myself in regards to what it took and so he asked if I could come over and and pretty much um, take his whole setup and so for me it's more than just this cool idea of um, being self-sufficient I feel like I'm carrying on something of my grandfather's which is uh, very important to me so at this point we have one buck and one doe the buck's name is Oscar and the doe's name is Terry um, they're both lop ears and uh, I've been trying to breed them um, they're still new to this area so the doe is is still pretty nervous. Um, I think she's also uh, getting used to being around other animals as well because we do have a couple dogs back there. They don't have super close access to the hutches, but she's in a new environment, so she's been a little bit hesitant to breed, but that's okay. Um, I'm keeping them, and um, I'm looking to actually buy a couple more uh, rabbits, uh, one buck and one doe, looking for a few different breeds. Um, and I'm sure we could go into tons of detail on this, but I'd like to keep it basic for the sake of this introductory yeah. podcast. So, uh, but that's how I got started. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, what else is involved in a rabbit tree? Okay, so aside from what I've already shared, um, if anyone's interested in doing this, uh, let, let me know and I'll get you um, some information. I'll point you in the right directions. Um, but basically, after you have everything set up, it's super easy. Um, it's only taken me maybe five minutes a day. I go out there and I make sure that their water level is good, that that there isn't poop collecting on their cages. And and uh, contrary to what many people may think, um, rabbits are actually very happy being raised um, in cages as long as their cages give them sufficient room to stretch out and stand up and move around. And um, if you have a garden where you can give them some fresh greens and and uh, and treats, especially if you uh, if you grow your own vegetables and you have some that you don't get to before they turn too ripe, uh, rabbits love that kind of thing. So um, it's very uh, low maintenance and a lot of benefit. And the kiddos like them too. Yeah, the boys like going out and seeing the rabbits. They don't necessarily have the the patience. Um, to sit there and wait to see if they breed or not. But they like going and seeing them and say, hey, daddy, it's a rabbit. And, and then he's off, you know, playing on his slide or, you know, playing in the dirt, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever he decides to do in the backyard. So, yeah, that's Faithful Friend and Rabbitry. And the final component of Faithful Friend is Faithful Friend Decor. 
So like Faithful Friend Duel of Service and Faithful Friend Rabbitry, these are elements of our brand that are currently in a functional stage. Uh, we've got a lot on paper. We're brainstorming a lot in terms of new and fresh ideas, but we wanted to share with you things that are currently producing, things that are mm -hmm. currently happening um, so that you can be encouraged and think to yourself, you know, what do I have to offer? What resources um, are available um, to me? What talents do I have? Um, what things is uh, God leading me to do like he's led them to do um, so that, you know, you can jump forward and, and, and follow that leading. So... You've been a doula for different women. Mm -hmm. We have rabbits and our rabbitry is expanding. These things are things that are happening. You also have faithful friend decor customers. Yeah. And I know this because I get to witness you creating wonderful pieces of art for other people's homes. And a couple of times I've actually been able to go to those people's homes and seen your artwork yeah. on display, <laughs> uh, which was very cool. So what is faithful friend decor? It's decorations. <laughs> okay, so pretty self-explanatory in that regard. Um, but I know that you uh, specialize in certain things. So um, how did you get started? So it all started from being pregnant. Um, when I was pregnant with Joseph, I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes. And I found this out I think a little bit before Christmas time and like most people who stay home during the holidays I wanted to bake <laughs> but I couldn't bake I wanted you to bake too <laughs> man <laughs> I, I love my like cookies and everything so I'm like okay well if I can't bake cookies and cake and cupcakes and brownies then I need to find something else that I can do and um, came across a recipe for salt dough ornaments and um so I raided my mother-in-law's, um, her arts and crafts stash and <laughs> got her paints and paint brushes and hot glue guns and anything that she wasn't using anymore. And I brought it home and, um, I made, um, the ornaments, the salt dough ornaments, which is really super simple. And I'm totally looking forward to doing it with my boys one day. And then I realized, wow, this stuff is really pliable. So I made like a whole centerpiece out of it and painted it. And I started to put these things on Facebook, um, and got a few reactions. And I also um, got a blank wreath, um, holiday wreath, and got some um, artificial flowers and ribbons and different things and tied them and wrapped them around the wreath. And they just looked great. So I threw those up on Facebook too and just started to get different reactions and people were going, are you going to sell that? Uh, yeah, of course I'm selling it <laughs> now. <laughs> so, um, so I started to sell them, and this was Joseph's going to be three in a few days. So this has been about um, a three-year project. And this past holiday, um, after I sold a few, um, 
I was told, hey, how about you try to do it year round? And so, um, so that's kind of in the process now because it's really easy um, to do them for Christmas, like to find the flowers and the decorations to do it for Christmas. Sure. Not quite as easy to do one for Mother's Day. So, um, or Valentine's Day. Or especially Valentine's Day. Like that's been the most challenging because like it just looks like any other wreath so just trying to figure out how to set them apart um what's been really important to me and so i didn't stop with the wreaths i should probably i didn't stop with the wreaths but i also did centerpieces i also took up um trying to learn i self-taught myself how to do um flower arrangements and things like that so i learned how to use the foam and different things um just the, the last time that uh you did a flower arrangement was a lot of fun yeah Uh, i got to be there and watch you do that we my best friend recently got married and uh when they got home from their honeymoon their uh uh, their dining room the dining room table was decorated with faithful friend decor and so was the bride's um nightstand i made her their their theme flowers were sunflowers and so i went and got a bunch of sunflowers and made one just for her nightstand and so i just found um inexpensive ways of doing them of course there's good old pinterest and youtube good friends of mine and Mm -hmm. i just got creative and you know it's weird like you don't realize you have a niche until you're just sitting there at your dining room table going what if i just cut this and stick this here and you realize it's something you're pretty good at and so um so that's been something that took off accidentally so i guess that was one good thing out of gestational diabetes Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that was one thing that took off and it's just been really exciting and also because one of the components that we are working on um haven't really gotten to a lot yet is our event planning services so to be able to decorate for my own events um will cut a cost a lot to clientele and so sure or even to uh bring in uh, young new talent and, and train them mm-hmm. in regards to decorations mm-hmm. and and developing teams that can do these types of things. A lot of what we are striving to do is not only to serve our own family, but to empower others. Right. And uh, something that, that I really appreciate about Faithful Friend Decor is it's ridiculous how much some of this stuff costs in the store. Yeah. And if you're telling someone not only is um, what we're offering like a custom piece mm-hmm. not only can we shape it to what you enjoy and what you like and you know how your rooms are already um, you know thematized um, <laughs> but you get it at a price that is significantly more affordable than what you would you know spend at say michael's or uh, i'm a guy so michael's is the only store that comes to mind (laughs) but i'm sure there's plenty of places that you can buy you know wreaths and centerpieces and ornaments and flower arrangements and and uh and so from a guy's perspective the whole saving money tidbit uh (laughs) is 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 a uh what do you call it? Like a light bulb, like right. pops up or thumbs up. In, <laughs> an in, aha moment. An aha moment. There you go. <laughs> so, especially being that you're the stay-at-home mom, and my responsibility is to to make you know, the money. To make the money, and I have a vested interest in in saving what I can. Right, and it <laughs> does feel really, really good to 
um, to go into someone's home and to see like artwork that I've done and hmm. especially like when it's someone you really love I think one of my favorite pieces over the holidays was doing the centerpiece for um, our kids godmother yeah and I, I I really enjoyed doing the wreath because her wreath was every wreath I do is different like you're not gonna see two two of the same wreaths but I really enjoyed doing her wreath but I really enjoyed the centerpiece I did a candle centerpiece for her and it was small but it was like so her personality and it looked so good in her dining room <laughs> with all of her other holiday decorations yeah we went over there for dinner and i don't even think we were expecting on seeing it right and i then, still saw we went over for my birthday later on and right. it was like still kind of out and so it just felt really good yeah. um not to mention something that was so her that person is thinking of you every time right they, they see it and so right. there's a there's a definite community bond that's mm-hmm. formed there so that's faithful friend decor yeah and uh, we are excited about uh, developing that further into um, a year-round enterprise and um, if any of you have any requests for anything specific that you would like to see um, go ahead and let us know um, we will be making faithful friend decor more accessible soon in terms of its own social media page and, and things i like had that. started an etsy but it's still under construction <laughs> so be on the lookout for that yeah this has been the first podcast episode of faithful friend i uh, thank you so much for joining us um there's a couple things that we want to include in uh, every podcast and the structure will become more consistent moving forward as we decide what works best um, but one thing i did want to do is just uh, share with you that the core of who we are is is our faith and our belief in christ and, and what he accomplished for us on the cross and the resurrection and um so i thought that i would share um, a short little um reflection with you um regarding what we're trying to do here and uh and scripture that um that i I, uh, I think speaks to that and that's luke 16 9 and uh jesus is telling a parable and he gives the uh the the, the point of the parable in 16 9 he says to his disciples i say to you make friends for yourselves by means of the wealth of unrighteous so that when it fails they will receive you into the eternal dwellings and this section of scripture is an entire section regarding how we use our wealth as as believers and and basically what jesus is saying is you know so many people use their wealth for the accomplishment of things that um that will be self-sustaining in this life but this life is temporary and he says use your wealth use the 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 worldly wealth um for eternal purposes and i think a lot of that is what we're trying to do here you know not only are we trying to be self-sufficient now but we're trying to have eternal significance in our actions and and praying about what you know god would have us do and and doing it um and so that that flows completely into faithful friend doula services and faithful friend rabbitry and faithful friend decor and and anything else that we're doing uh the ultimate agenda is um spreading god's love um 
by our actions as his children and and uh, increasing his kingdom and, and and all of that great stuff so uh, we want to end this podcast with a song uh, what song are we doing so the song is hold on by Dirk Bentley and if you've listened to any uh, country radio uh, you know modern country radio recently you'll, you'll know this song and it's a song that we really like I really like it um, because it it really speaks to what we value it really speaks to what our family is really about um, it it speaks to our values in our love of God our love of our country and our love for our family and how they're things that we hold on to that um, there's no compromising on that right we don't um, won't trade it in for anything else and it's nothing that we have to worry about that we're gonna hold on to each other in our marriage and right. we're gonna hold on to um, our faith in our God and so yeah especially in a day and age when people seem to be letting go all the time right setting that standard raising that bar and keeping it there yeah so all right we look forward to seeing you next time we hope you enjoy (laughs) see you later bye it's just an old beat up truck some say that i should trade up now that i got some jangle in my pocket But what they don't understand is it's the miles that make a man I wouldn't trade that thing in for a rocket What they don't know is my dad and me, we drove her out to Tennessee She's still here now, he's gone So I hold on It's just an old beat-up box, six rusty strings across the top It probably don't look like much to you But these dents and scratches in the wood, yeah, that's what makes it sound so good To me, it's better than brand new You see this here flat-top guitars, had my back in a million bars Singing every country song So I hold on
hold on. Can you hear me, baby? I 